Welcome to 2022. Let me start off today's podcast with a story about one of my college students. When this young man was a boy, he and his dad were homeless, and he and his dad would go to various dumpsters around town at the end of the day, usually around 10 or 11 in the evening, looking for food, because restaurants at the end of the day threw out food that was left over from the day. And they knew, he knew, he could tell me which restaurants in town threw out the best food. Now, this experience growing up as a homeless child with his dad really impacted his goals in life. That young man had a goal as a freshman in college that he would never, ever be without some way to make a living because he vowed he would never be homeless. That was a goal that he set for himself based on some trauma and history from his childhood. So today we're going to talk about setting goals and how you as a parent of a child with a disability or you as an adult with a disability can set some goals that make sense to you. So welcome to College Disabilities and Success, Episode 50, New Year, New Goals, New Challenges by Mickey Hayes. The opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college physicians or legal services for any additional information. know as we begin 2022, there's a lot on our plate. Right now with the pandemic the way it's going and the rampant spread of Omicron COVID virus, everybody is figuring out the best way to continue to try and live their life while dealing with this latest challenge. And for some of us, avoiding issues with our health is a primary goal. And so it should be because we really need to think about the best things we can do for our health so we can continue on to the rest of the things that the year has to offer. For some of us, our living situation is a goal because we are either in a similar situation to the young man I told you about at the beginning of my podcast, or we are dangerously close to that situation based on what's going on in our lives. And if it's not us, maybe we know somebody in that situation. So keeping a roof over our heads and clothes on our children and food on the table, these are all goals that we have for day-to-day life in many cases. For some of us, it's navigating all of this while continuing our education. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So goals. Goals can be short-term, mid-term, or long-term, depending on each of us and depending on our circumstances at the time. Many students who used to come to see me in the office would come in with problems that needed a resolution within a day or two or a few weeks or within a semester. And I would consider those relatively short-term goals, things like completing homework assignments, passing a test, even passing a class, depending on the part of the semester they were in. Getting accommodations for the classes, that could be a goal that a student has, especially if they are struggling in class, they may need new accommodations. So all of us have day-to-day, short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals that we deal with on a regular basis, and they change depending on the circumstances. Now, if you start to research goals, one of the things that they tell you to do is to plan SMART goals. And when I used to teach goal planning as part of my curriculum in life study skills at the college, we taught SMART goals. Now, SMART goals are specific. They are measurable. They are attainable or actionable. They are relevant. 
and they are timely. And this is a case normally for most goals that we make for ourselves. Now, some of us are very formalized and write this all down and have a beautiful checkoff list that we can follow. For others, we just know. In our head, we know what our goal is. We know what our timeline is. We know what our plan is. And we know what we have to do in order to achieve whatever that goal is. So goals and establishing goals differ from person to person. Today, I want to talk about goals for people with disabilities. Now, some of these goals are not so different from anybody else, but if you have a child or if you are dealing with a particular disability, that may impact the way you achieve your goals. Now, I think there are some other characteristics that we need to consider as far as goals are concerned. Number one, I think goals need to be realistic. I ran into a lot of high school students in particular who struggled with realistic goals. I had one young high school student who wanted nothing more than to be in the Air Force Academy. But the problem was he did not have the grades and he wasn't taking the classes and the academics that he needed to reach that goal. And no matter what I did and how many times we talked, I just wasn't getting through to him. And it took about three years, almost three and a half years, before he actually accepted the fact that it wasn't going to happen. And I thought it was incredibly sad because here was a young man who had a lot of potential and we could have done a lot of good planning with him at that time, but he was stuck on a goal that was not realistic. I've had other kids who college students who wanted to go into food service. I knew one young man in particular who really wanted to get into food service and be a chef, but he wanted to do it without good knife skills. He didn't like handling knives and he was afraid to try and cut food. Now you can't be a chef without good knife skills. And it took him quite a while to figure that one out too. So even though he was a little bit older and a little bit wiser than this than the high school student I talked about, he still had an unrealistic goal for his abilities. Now, the young man that I told you about at the very beginning of the story already had established a car detailing business. And even though he could not get a job someplace, he actually established his own business detailing cars He was actually doing quite well at it. He figured out a way on his own to begin to meet that goal. And that's when he told me his story about why it was so important to him. So he had a realistic plan for that particular time in college to meet that goal. I had one other student who wanted to be in law enforcement, and he qualified every way possible except one. He had a missing limb. And there are certain things that you have to do in law enforcement in order to pass out of the curriculum. And hand over hand driving and driving skills are one. Shooting and firearms is another. I think there were three different things that he had to do that that were impacted by his missing limb. And so what he was hoping to gain through the law enforcement program really wasn't realistic and it was impacted by his disability. Now, that's where you'd have to stop and take a look at other options that may be close to the career that you're thinking about looking at, but that won't be impacted in that case by the disability that you're dealing with. So sometimes when you're looking at a realistic goal, it's close, but it doesn't quite work. But very, very often, if you look closely, you can find an alternative that may just fit the bill. But knowing the job responsibilities and the things that you would have to do and how 
those kinds of tasks would be impacted by your disability makes a difference. Now, sometimes you can get accommodations at the job site. I've known individuals who were blind, who worked perfectly well with the right software on their computer, and their visual disability did not impact their ability to do the job realistically. And that's where you're looking at a realistic goal that either you can handle and do on your own, or you can do with accommodations that work. I think the second characteristic that our goals need is to be flexible. If for some reason, because of our disability, we are not able to perform the duties that the job requires, we need to be flexible in terms of what types of career options are out there that will satisfy the goal that you have in mind and will make it a little bit easier for you to succeed in that career. If you want to go into a healthcare profession and you want to be a nurse, but for whatever reason, your disability is impacting your ability to reach those goals, look at other options in the healthcare field that would fit the bill for you. Maybe you can't get a bachelor's degree in nursing, but maybe you can become a practical nurse and start your career off that way. And then eventually, after you have enough background and training and experience, work up to another level of nursing. If you want to be a teacher, but getting that degree to teach is next to impossible because of either your circumstances in financially or your circumstances academically or your circumstances impacted by your disability, maybe there's another job in education that you could do that would satisfy the love you have of teaching, but in a different situation. You might be able to look into other careers like paraprofessionals or teacher's aides or office staff. There are all kinds of jobs in the academic world that may be an option for you to consider. I didn't always start out working in the college level. I began life as an elementary school teacher without a bachelor's degree. But eventually, I worked my way through the system and through additional education and so on and so forth and experience. I was ultimately able to work at a college, which turned out to be my dream job. But I had to allow myself that flexibility in my choice of careers. And you may find that that's what you have to do, or that's what you have to help your child figure out. The third characteristic of your job search should involve a job search that for jobs that are sustainable. Sustainability means having a job that's going to have long-lasting appeal. And in this day and age of technology the way it is, you may find that you are either out of a job that you can't keep up with because the technology changes or able to get a job because you have the technological background that the employer needs and your disability is not impacting your ability to perform that job. That may be a sustainable job for you. So thinking about sustainability in the future goals that you're setting for yourself, I think is a really important characteristic to consider. Certain fields disappear after a while and they change 
And we've seen it over and over and over again with the pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, if you wanted to go in any kind of food service job, you were golden. They were everywhere. During the pandemic, everything shut down and so did the job field. And now as things are opening back up, they may be getting a little more flexible again. But you have to think about long-term sustainability when you're looking at a career path because it's in your best interest to have something with some staying power. Now, we talked about job goals that are realistic, flexible, and sustainable. With this in mind, I'd like you to listen to episode 43 again, where I talk about the star person-centered planning. One of the jobs that I had when I worked at the university was to establish a person-centered planning program for students with disabilities. And that program is basically a way for you to help your children who are still in high school and don't have a clue as to the direction they want to go in get some answers. The STAR is called Students Transitioning to Adult Roles Person-Centered Planning Process. And the STAR deals with five domain areas that the students build a pattern of goals. Number one, career development and employment. Number two, academic enrichment goals. Number three, campus and community engagement goals. Number four, independent living goals. And number five, self-determination goals. Now, each of these five domain areas is a way for you and your children to make a plan, to make a goal-driven action plan of what is missing in those goals, what the student needs to do to reach those goals, and who the student can get help from when they go to reach those goals. So the STAR person-centered planning process is a program that is completely free. The information is there for anybody who wants to use it. The links will be in the show notes here today. But the STAR is ideal for any student who doesn't have a clue as to the best path to take in their future. If you know somebody or if you have a child or if you personally have issues with trying to figure out a plan, especially if it's impacted by your disability, you might want to take a look at the STAR information. Now, when I did episode 43 with my friend and colleague, Annie Johnson, she talked about using the STAR with her college freshman who had intellectual disabilities. And that's originally who the STAR was written for. But we discovered early on that it was really appropriate for any student with a disability at any age level who is just sort of lost as to where they should go and what direction they should go in. So when you, if you get a chance and you're interested in that, listen to episode 43 because part of the time I do a bit of an explanation about the STAR model and how it works and the best ways that a student can use it to come up with an action plan for future goals because we look to about five years in the future to figure out some long-term goals and exactly what the child needs to reach those goals in the end and how they're going to do it and who's going to help them reach those goals if 
that's the case. So if you are particularly interested in helping your child establish goals, but you really are not sure where to go, take a listen again to number 43 and see if that will fit your bill. Because the entire process of students transitioning to adult roles is to help them build the goals that they need for a productive future. I do want to tell you up front that this is not something that a parent can do with the child. You can get the program, but then work alongside of a teacher or community leader or somebody in your group who can actually operate the STAR program because you as a parent have to be part of the discussions. So you can't actually be doing the STAR program by yourself. And as always, I'm here if you have any questions about it. Since a colleague and I wrote it together, I can pretty much answer any question you may have about the process and the best way to use it. So if you have any questions at all about it, just shoot me an email at mickeyteaches at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-K-I-E, teaches at gmail.com. And I will answer any questions that you have. The information for the STAR will be in the show notes but it is also on my website, mickeyteaches.com. And you can go there and see some pictures of it in action and see some of the things that some of the kids did when they used the star to plan their futures. Today's episode was all about establishing goals, establishing goals that are realistic, flexible, and sustainable, and establishing goals that help with careers, academics, life skills, living skills, I gave you a lot of examples of students who struggled trying to get a handle on their goals and the best way to achieve those goals. And mostly I was here to give you a little bit of food for thought. As you begin 2022 and you're just not quite sure what's next, this is probably a good time to think about it. And if I can be of any help, please don't hesitate to let me know. And as Annie said in the podcast, episode 43, doing the STAR reveals student goals, and then we can turn those goals into opportunities. I hope you found value in today's podcast, and please, as always, have a great rest of the day, and stay healthy. Bye. Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the College of Your Choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, educational, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.